recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZED Games AU. Hello, hello, you're listening to Zed Games. My name is Easy and I'm hanging out with Hazel. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> it is another fantastic episode of your number one gaming show in Brisbane. Brisbane's most unintentionally transgender show. <laughs> Literally the most, but also extremely gaming. Yeah. Yeah, we, I don't know if you can hear the why in the gaming, but... Yeah, mm. it's there. It, it's there. It's subtle, <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> uh, tonight on Zed Games, uh, we will be doing the usual thing that we do, which is the weekend gaming news, uh, followed by an intense industry discussion that Hazel and I will be having on the acquisition uh, that Microsoft have with Activision. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be... Industry news. Industry news. Industry intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to... It's Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of thoughts, so we'll be talking about that. Um, and then much later in the evening, we'll be talking about... Well, there'll be a review, rather, uh, of a game that I've been playing called Lego Builder's Journey, which is super wholesome. So, yeah. You'll hear that, too. I'm excited. I, I'm pumped. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, but without further ado... Let's dive straight into uh, the week in gaming news. Unpacking Clone tops the download charts. Which game games hit indie title Unpacking has recently fallen victim to a copycat company selling a knockoff version of the game on Google Play and the App Store. The brazen copy was accompanied by an intense ad campaign across social media sites like TikTok, which boosted it briefly to the top of the charts. Thankfully, this alerted fans who then alerted Witchbean Games who were able to get the imitation taken down. It's demoralizing for a small team like ours to see content we spent literally years planning, refining and handcrafting be hastily reproduced in an opportunistic ad-riddled app a mere three months after our launch, the studio wrote on Twitter. This isn't the first time someone has bastardized unpacking and Witchbeam Games is not the only studio to have their game mimicked for quick cash. Clones of successful games are rampant in the ever-growing world of mobile gaming. We're still a tiny indie team and even with the success we have achieved, we still don't have the resources to pursue companies trying to use our game's distinct look and feel to make a quick buck. We have to rely on storefronts like the App Store to better curate their content. If you still haven't tried out Unpacking and are interested, you can find the real deal on PC, Mac, Switch and Xbox. Australian Global Game Jam takes place this weekend. Over the coming weekend, the Australian Global Game Jam is taking place as part of the worldwide event. If you don't know, game jams bring people together to connect, collaborate and create games in a short time. This event will run from 5pm Friday the 28th to 5pm Sunday the 30th, consecutive with similar events around the world. You don't need to be a professional or have ever participated in a game jam before. It's just about having fun with other game lovers and making something together. Everyone over 18 is welcome. For more details and to register, you can find a link to their website in the news on our Facebook. Final Fantasy XIV launches an Oceanic server. 
Since the release of the Endwalker expansion in early December, Final Fantasy XIV exploded in popularity which left them with more players than they could handle. It got so bad at points that players were left queuing for hours just to get online and new purchases of the game were briefly suspended. Since then, Square Enix have been working hard to improve the situation and the worst has passed, but players around Australia have still had to deal with connection issues because of the server congestion. Thankfully, on the 25th of January, doors to the Oceanic Data Center were finally opened as it released alongside the 6.08 patch. In this Oceanic server, there are five worlds available which will all be considered new worlds. This means it will be free to transfer existing characters and all characters on the server have experience boosts until level 80. As part of the celebration, there's also a bunch of in-game rewards available. Game director Naoki Yoshida has recently stated he plans to work on the game for at least another decade, so if you're interested in exploring this world, now is a great time to join up. And some upcoming game releases. On the 27th of January, we have Circuit Superstars coming out to PlayStation 4 and Deflector coming to PC. On January 28th, we have the new Pokemon game coming out on Nintendo Switch. We have Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection coming to PS5 and PC. And we have Return 2 Runaway coming to PC, Xbox X, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Finally, on February 1st, we have Life is Strange, the remastered collection, coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thank you so much, Maylee, for the week in gaming news. Um, Final Fantasy XIV. Final Fantasy XIV. I know oh, no. you're excited. I'm, uh, <laughs> it's like... That's not a sigh of excitement. <laughs> well, the, the servers were, like, my one excuse to not play. Oh, right. <laughs> and now that's gone, and I feel like I have to. Oh, they have a server. That means I can instantly play this extremely addictive MMO. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, <laughs> no. <me> up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, New World. Do you remember New World? Did you play New World? It came the out MMO? On Steam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I did not touch it whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I played it for five hours, and uh, I regret all the money that I spent on buying it. Um, but final I'm normally not an MMO person. Yeah, neither am I. I mean, I do, I do like the occasional. Hey, do you want to team up and like level as fast as we can to sixty for fun? And then I'll do that, and then I kind of start to lose interest. I mean, Toby and I, we played. Mm. There was a three day lockdown at one point, and we played WoW for oh three my days God. straight. It was awesome. I had like a blast. We're just chilling yeah. listening to Spotify and grinding away and yeah it was fun the closest I get is Destiny <laughs> well, uh, that's a very grindy game though yeah it it's <laughs> basically an MMO <laughs> it's a first like person they, MMO More the whole game model is basically built to be an MMO yeah it's all these Skinner boxing they're all trying to you know task reward task reward task yep. reward gets you hooked Ay, ay, ay. Global Game Jam as well. Australian Global Game Jam. That's exciting. Um, we were just uh, talking before. Um, you haven't been in a game jam before other than no. high school, kind of. No. <laughs> yeah, I had a high school assignment to make a game, and I did not do very well. And then I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I was in a game jam at my uni when I was studying game design, and I made a card game by myself. Um and I won, but uh, that's because there was only three of us in total in the Fair jam. Enough. Fair enough. Whereas this one, the Australian Global Game Jam, um, is much larger. Um, and anyone over 18 is welcome, of course. Um, 
I'm going to post some details up on the Zed Games Facebook page so you can check it out there at ZEDGamesAU um, and you can click on the link if you're interested in joining. You do not I repeat, you do not need to be a game designer, have any qualifications of any kind to participate and be involved with making games. Um, who knows? Maybe you jump in and you like it and you go, you know what? For some reason, I now like programming. <laughs> I was going to say you just have to be interested, but I guess technically you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I think you can just do it. Um, so yeah, head over to the Zed Games Facebook page at ZEDGamesAU and I will put the link up there for you to check out. Um, Alright, so we're now going to have a discussion about Microsoft acquisition for uh, Activision. Um, we'll, we'll have, mostly what I'm going to talk about is what does this mean for you, the regular gamer? Um, maybe you don't know much about you know industry news, maybe you just play games every now and then, you're like, whatevs. Uh, but Maybe you're a hardcore gamer and you're very much swept up in the uh, Microsoft Activision situation. Um, as you regular listeners of Zed Games may know, we're we're big fans of Game Pass. Love Game Pass mainly, yep. mainly Paul. But we all love Game Pass, and um, we've also been covering a lot of what's been happening with those lawsuits with Activision and Blizzard. So this is like a weird marrying of things here, uh, which deserves a segment. <laughs> so, I think it took everyone by surprise. I mean. I think Microsoft were sitting there, like, rubbing their hands together, waiting for the time. They were like, we can strike soon. We can acquire Blizzard. I, I did, th- I feel I did like read a report, like, after the fact that was, like, they had made... They had had, like, preliminary talks with Activision earlier last year. Mm. And then when it all went to hell in, like, November, mm. they just offered it then, and... It's it's been like two months and they already announced it. They're Damn. closing the deal very soon. So like mm. they move quick. Yeah, they do move quick. I mean, I I guess I guess Blizzard, Activision, you know, they, they didn't they didn't have much of a choice either. This was their only bailout because um, Bobby, what's his name? Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick. That guy um, CEO of Activision Blizzard King. yes he wasn't going to leave right so he refused to leave um, the CEO of Activision Blizzard who has many many allegations against him for lots of kinds of um, abuse and harassment at, in the workplace um, over many years uh, so he he will apparently leave the company after Microsoft's acquisition officially closes which thus alleviate 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 that's the word <laughs> And hopefully ending the toxic stream of stuff that's been going on within Activision Blizzard. Um, so, yeah, that's that's very good news. Um, also, I don't know if Microsoft would be too happy if that person was still involved anyway. So it's probably a good thing. Um, but what, what does the act, you know, what does this whole merge really mean? Well, will Xbox and PC now take over as the only platform for games such as like, you know, Blizzard... Blizzard's games like World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Call of Duty, will they be Xbox locked? Probably not. I don't think so. I think the <laughs> yeah. console wars are done. I don't think I don't think that selling Xbox consoles is Microsoft's biggest priority anymore. No. I, I think I they want agree. people in subscription services. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Regardless of what platform they're playing on. Absolutely. Um it would be fun. also like I I I have notes because I'm weirdly prepared today. <laughs> um, I believe that you know it would be financially unsustainable for them to lock 
games into their platforms, mostly because they reach a much larger audience by staying open. Yeah. Um, you know, I think people were really worried about that. Like, oh, I, I don't own an Xbox. What am I going to do? I don't, you know, I only play PlayStation. And now, you know, I can't, are they going to take COD? Are they going to take Call of Duty away from me? I think a lot of, <laughs> I mean, console exclusives seem to be going out the door because even the big ones now, mm. they're coming to PC like a year yeah. or two down the line because they realize that it's just, it's just more profitable. Absolutely. In the long run. Especially if the publishers are now owning the studios, as we're seeing more and more. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, they want to sell the game as much as possible. They're not trying to sell the console. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's a shift. It's a shift in priorities as well. Um, what does this mean for exclusive games on Xbox? Well, we did also see, like, earlier last year... Um, Xbox acquired, well, Microsoft acquired Bethesda, um, which was huge in of itself when it's like, you know, so Bethesda create things like Starfield uh, and Redfall, uh, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, um, there's some big games that Dishonored, uh, you know, so when Microsoft acquired that and they did actually announce some of their games will now be exclusive Xbox, um, such as Starfield and Redfall are Xbox exclusives. But I don't, I just, I still really don't see how, you know, Overwatch or World of Warcraft could possibly be locked in uh, to a Microsoft situation or Xbox situation. Yeah. Um, They make so much more money by it being not like that. Um, Xbox Game Pass. Now, I want to talk about Game Pass (laughs) because it now appears to be the most appealing subscription service, if it wasn't already, um, pretty exciting it's now so much better. I mean, Sony will have a really tough time competing with this, given how their subscription service is more or less all over the place. I mean, what have they got? PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus thing? I, I really don't know what's going yeah, on with the PlayStation services. <laughs> um, I don't think people who play PlayStation know what's going on. Um, but Game Pass, mm. it's affordable. Yeah. It, like, for it's me... virtually unlimited. It's cheaper than buying games. Yes. Yes. Because, like, a game that I play all the time, Destiny 2, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to buy all the expansions for that, that's, like, well over 100 bucks. Yeah. They're all on Game Pass for, you know, 16 bucks a month. Yeah. Also, it's not just, like, you get access to all that or the, the Destiny stuff. You get access to playing, like, other large AAA games that would normally cost upwards of $100 yeah. for no, for like, the same subscription. And then if you don't like it, you can uninstall at no financial cost. Yeah, and... Mm. Sounds like we're pitching Game Pass, I, but... <laughs> I know, but it's just... <laughs> it's so good. There's just so much stuff on it now that it's... Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you not talk about it? Pretty much. But also, you know, Game Pass also has access to EA games. So, you know, things like Star Wars and other, like, sports-orientated games like yeah. FIFA, NBA. So it's Game Pass has that. Now, if you couple what Game Pass already is with the incredible power of Activision Blizzard, um, what, what I don't even know. Like, something that you'd mentioned to me earlier before the show was, you know, how does Xbox, like, fuse their PC app with the Battle.net app, right? I think they'll stay separate. Yeah, I think there's probably, there's a likelihood they'll stay separate or it'll be... There have to be two separate storefronts, surely. I I just think there's too much built into Battle.net 
And well, I mean, that's not even what it's called anymore, is it? Yeah, yeah it's like no, the it's Blizzard Battle.net. Launcher. Oh. Uh, something like that. Blizzard Launcher, <laughs> Battle.net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less the same name. Yeah, but I, I think there's too much built into it. Mm. And all the, I mean, there's so many games on it that are built to only run from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see them in like making the investment to change that. I think they'll just keep it the same and maybe they'll offer subscriptions through like the Game Pass extras yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. It'd be like a, an extras. That that would make sense. Two actually. free months of World of Warcraft or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most people pay subscription services specifically for WoW, so I wonder how that yeah. changes as well. Um, so what do you think happens to other big AAA publishers as independent companies? Uh, will they Will they be next to be swallowed by this... You know, who who's next on Microsoft's buy list, you know? You've got Take-Two, EA, maybe Apple Arcade. You've got Google Stadia. NVIDIA's a possibility. Um, yeah, I mean, do you remember when... So, way back, Microsoft actually went to Discord and offered, basically, mm. to buy out Discord. So, Microsoft has had money for a while. They're sitting there waving their cash in a hand going, we need to buy something, we want to expand. And they tried with Discord. Discord turned them down, which I was surprised but massively relieved because I'm very glad that I want Discord to remain independent. Um, But then Discord did actually sign a deal to have a partnership with Sony. So I guess that's that's a win for Sony. Maybe they were shopping that deal (laughs) around, (laughs) trying to get the most money out of it. But but I think that the fact that Microsoft approach discord means to me that microsoft aren't just looking for games publishers to buy they're also looking for companies aligned with games they want to own the whole ecosystem (laughs) the whole ecosystem they want everything you use on your computer and the your xbox to belong to them Mm. all the profits got to them yeah this monopoly um i don't know who's gonna who they're gonna look at next um but there are definitely a lot of hilarious uh memes coming out of um on twitter of the microsoft uh twitter page uh making jokes with the likes of sony and ea uh Mm. saying you're next and ea being no get away and stuff like that so it's very (laughs) it's been quite fun to watch on twitter um yeah I guess that's th- th- this whole thing is very reminiscent of uh, Disney uh, acquiring Marvel and uh, Star Wars as well. So yeah, uh, we shall see. It's all speculation, but that's more or less what this means for you. There's lots of potential outcomes, but um, mostly I think uh, Game Pass is going to be some. If like I said, if it's not already something that you're subscribed to. It's definitely something that you may end up subscribing to anyway if you're an active WoW player still, especially. I think, I think the experience for people who play these games will stay mostly the same. It's just where the money goes yeah. that's going to change. That's it. That'll be the big thing. Right on it, Hazel. Oh. Ah, well. So you're listening to Zed Games, is that it? You're listening to Zed Games. You're listening to Zed Games. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. That's right. You're listening to Zed Games. My name is Easy. I'm hanging out in studio with Hazel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> um, we're actually going to jump straight into a review now of a game that I've been playing called Lego Builder's Journey. So um, I'm going to push that button. 
Lego Builder's Journey, developed by Lightbrick Studio, Lightbrick AS, publisher The Lego Group, music by Hendrik Lindstrand, and platforms are Nintendo Switch, Xbox Series X and S, iOS, PC, Windows and Mac. It was released on the 20th of December 2019, and its genre is puzzle adventure indie. Now, you might be thinking, oh, a Lego game, similar to the likes of Harry Potter and Star Wars. Well, you'd be wrong. This little gem is a small-time indie development that differs greatly from other games in the Lego franchise. This story follows a father and son depicted in Lego, where they go on an adventure in a series of different stages using the ability of building Legos to reach their destination. There are no subtitles or dialogue to follow. Simply, the story is told throughout gameplay, using its environment to illustrate each challenge, and using a beautiful level design to instruct the player how to overcome each stage. There are many different levels with different themes, such as hopping along beaches, climbing mountains, navigating swamplands, as well as some dark industrial-style levels too. You play as both the parent and child using your third-party abilities to move Lego pieces around the scene to help build bridges, steps, or makeshift ramps to get each character to the end of the puzzle. Some levels are more difficult than others, but overall there is no incorrect way to solve them, just the limit of your Lego building imagination. Lego Builder's Journey is a 3D puzzle platformer that is very kind to the player. Lego is about building and creating solutions with your imagination, and this block building brilliance allows you exactly that. With each puzzle you encounter, you are free to move pieces where and how you like. With very intuitive block moving and placing mechanics, the game feels smooth and intentional. As you progress through, levels can become a little more challenging, with the introduction of sinking mud, larger gaps to cover, weight scales, and not to mention some levels that involve making a skate track for your character to ride on. I played LEGO Builder's Journey on the Nintendo Switch and found the controls to feel really intuitive. You can even use the touchscreen when in handheld mode. My only issue was that you have to use the A button to both rotate and place pieces. The UI is minimalistic and innocuous. I actually consider the UI to be my favourite overall aspect of the game. It felt really kind on the user. It also felt totally natural when moving through the main menu, as well as understanding narrative without any dialogue. I found that the tutorial parts of the game were enhanced by this seamless UI experience. The UI design is simply phenomenal. There is exclusively one gameplay mode, which is the story. With the PC version of LEGO Builder's Journey has a couple more levels than the Nintendo Switch version, if you end up looking for more content that is, which could happen given that the gameplay time was roughly two hours in total. I must say that LEGO Builder's Journey could definitely have benefited from being much longer, as it was kind of sad that the moment I was getting right into it, it came to an end. In saying that, each moment that I did spend in-game was well and truly worth it. Don't let the short runtime deter you from this fantastic indie experience. The sound design is calming and simple. 
using delicate sound effects for each object you interact with, as well as nice clinks and clunks for placing blocks. The score of music that plays in the background is the best kind of unwinding after a long day. The composer, Hendrik Lindstrand, has provided a beautiful soundscape for you to drift away on. As you place Lego blocks, the music gently guides you on your journey, and really adds to that feeling of imagination and wonder that we all know and love about Lego. I must say that Lego's journey is blocktacular and beautiful, with subtle and effective UI to delightfully calm music. It really is a short and sweet adventure. From around $20 on the Nintendo eShop and $30 on Steam, it may be a little steep, so keep an eye out for when it goes on special. Despite how short the duration of play is, I found the story captivating, and each level I played, I was spurred on by the beautifully directed relationship between child and parent. What is Lego without a heartwarming, family-building relationship? At least this one, you don't have to accidentally step on any bricks in the middle of the night. So that's it there. Lego Builder's Journey. It was developed by Lightbrick Studio and published by the Lego Group. Uh, its platforms are Nintendo Switch, Xbox Series X and S, iOS, PC, Windows and Mac. Well, there we go. No, 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 sorry, that was a really bad pun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Lego Builder's Journey, um, pretty sweet. I, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I, I haven't played a Lego game since I was a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were saying like, yeah. Star Wars, right? Lego Star Wars, Lego Races. Um, they were amazing. I don't know if Lego games were good in between or if they've just gotten good again. I don't know. Yeah, well, this one surprised me. I mean, I I haven't actually played any Lego video games. I play with Lego physically, um, yeah. and I really enjoy that. And I thought this was something that... In- this really intrigued me because it, it was Lego in of itself in a unique sort of new story in, like, a sort of very wholesome way, um, as opposed to, like, sort of coming off of the Marvel Universe or, like, the Star Wars Universe. It was sort of like its yeah. own thing. I think... Lego's kind of at its best when they do those original stories and stuff. Mm, mm. I love Bionicles. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh, Bionicles. Oh my gosh, now I want to play Bionicles. I'm sure there's a, there's a video game out there for Bionicles, I'm sure of it. Connor, if you're listening, Bionicles, uh, I've brought them up on air now. <laughs> <laughs> Bionicles, oh my god, I'm going to be thinking about that. Do you remember which was the first Bionicle you got? Absolutely not. Oh, okay, well. I have terrible memory um i love the burrocks i think they're called the yeah, little burrocks. chicken guys yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> and they would like extend their neck out when you press the little lever on their back that was so good i think a paraca paracas yeah, oh, yeah they you, were they hang were on sick. do you know about the paraca wrap what, what is a paraca wrap yeah it was in like the ad for the paracas at the time and it was oh a gosh, song <sighs> i think it was made by like a legit band as well not like a fake band. Like, I mean, like a popular. Oh wow! Band. Okay, I, uh, I'm not sure about that, but they definitely did use like, I, I, not punk music, but like, like so, like edgy rock. Yeah, yeah there was right. a lot of that in right. in like the the Bionicle ads and sort of in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because like we were we were bonding over how the movies were so good too. Bionicle lore is incredible. Yeah, oh, such you a... Can, you can really get lost in that. I, be- I believe... If anyone out there has any Bionicles that they don't want anymore, that maybe their kids have and they're stuck in it... Mail them into the me. station. We want them. <laughs> um, we know that they're they're uh, out there, and if you don't want them, we want them, because they are of value. Great, great monetary value to me. I mean, sorry, personal value to me. <laughs> yeah, personal emotional value. They're actually yes. worthless. Don't look at eBay. Yeah, don't definitely don't compare them to the prices on ebay they're all lying to you <laughs> yeah um yeah so they're like they're like very sought after gems now i remember the t- uh toa takanuva <gasps> oh yeah. yes yeah that's the one i yeah oh gosh i remember like how satisfying it was to build them too with the little moving arms and pieces and then whenever i was finished playing with them i'd always put them back in like the little tubes that they came in. Yes. And, and, like, they, and they were, like, designed to fit stack. perfectly yes. back in there. They perfectly stack. And, little oh. ADD brain that I have of, like, yeah. perfectly putting things together. Oh, and so I don't satisfying. know if it was all of them, but some of them, like, the the lid of the tube was, like, a stand. Yes, yes. So you could display them on top. So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting way too distracted. We'll just say thanks for tuning in to Zed Games. Thank you for tuning in to Zed Bionicles. <laughs> Zed Bionicles. Zed Bionicle Chronicles. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to talking about Bernacle at some point. Um, but yeah, if, if you've missed out on anything on the show tonight, you know, talking about Microsoft and Activision uh, or uh, my review of Lego Builder's Journey, you can head over to the Zed Games Facebook page at ZEDGamesAU. Everything gets put up there. And you can link to our podcast and our website. Uh, you can also check out our cool memes. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See See you next time. time.